Hello, welcome to the Gridiron Show. It's only Tuesday afternoon and I already am overwhelmed with what a week this has been. The quality of the guests we've had, the quality of the chat we've had. Just been back on Radio Row in proper Radio Row environment where like everyone's back out here, seeing guys we haven't seen for two or three years, catching up with people. It's been so much fun. Delighted to say, Will Gavin alongside... I'm A-Man Michael McQuaid. How are you doing, sir? How's it form? Well, uh, can you believe it's Tuesday? It feels like it's Friday, man. Yeah, well, it's, it's been a lot long, more to It's come. been a great week. It's been fantastic. So this isn't your first Super Bowl, but it is your first full Super Bowl week and your first Radio Row experience. Uh, uh, you're only, like, two days in. Come Red. on. Red, did you get him to tape his ankles? Because I think he needs to tape his ankles. <laughs> Oh well, well there we go. Here's our guest. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's been a great week so far. Obviously, well, we done the first one yesterday, and really, really good reaction to not just that, but you know, we, we've asked people to send in questions today, not just for our special guest, but also just in general. We're we're, we're going to talk some bold predictions. But I've really enjoyed Radio Row. I enjoyed watching the Aaron Rodgers live interview with Pat McAfee when I was standing right beside it happening, and that interview was bizarre to say the least. Was he I mean, was he here? Or is he just on Zoom again? He, he dialed in, but he said basically he's going to have like a four-day retreat by himself next week. So there you go, folks. You think that's where the decision comes? I've got to the point where I don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> is there like smoke that comes out of the chimney? Like the Pope? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, but it's not the same kind of smoke. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Yeah, Jeff Reinbold's with us, by the way. Absolute <laughs> legend. The coach, uh, mentor to all of us, and just generally great guy. Because, uh, honestly, Jeff, he always, and I'm not, I'm not teeing this up for Jeff to sing our praises, but from year one that we were on Radio Road, Jeff has always just been like, he's, he is like coach. He's like a cheerleader. He's like this mentor. He's just a guy who's just in the background. If you're ever feeling that little bit low ebb, if you're ever feeling like, whoa, <laughs> this week is getting to me, if you're ever like, man, jet lag, man, anything else, just go and have a five-minute chat with Jeff and you come away with it. You know what? Ready to go. Dude, uh, the thing that, you know, it's interesting when you brought that up, and I was going to actually say this, uh, I had this in my mind to say, is I go back to when you guys from Gridiron came for the first time. And, you know, you and Ollie and Matt Sherry and everybody with, from the original cast of characters, and cast yeah, yeah. yeah. by, by the way last surviving <laughs> member yeah <laughs> let's be clear and, none and, of those other jokers are here I, and you posted up for the fir- for your first day on radio Row. and it was different then because like this is a palatial like we got space between remember how crowded it used oh, to get man and you came in and you got your your english accents working and everybody was like mesmerized by you guys and the next thing i know i look over and there's like look at my guys go like you had a line of people to see and you talk about hustling that was so cool to watch and now here you go you know you're you're Hey, hey, the, the difference is when you're hustling, you're normally making money at the end of it. Uh, this is just for the love, brother. This is just, yeah, I just, you know, still stupidly lucky to be here. Absolutely loving it. Media party tonight, of course. Mike McQuaid is uh, is high on the list of, if we're going to take over under of people to uh, people to shame themselves this evening, I'm taking the over under around two and a half, and Mike McQuaid is my absolute banker. Well, we, we've just been told by Jeffrey here that he's not going, folks. So I, I'm not sure. Do they have Guinness at this party? I don't know. L- last year, for people, for people, and we, we do want to bring people into this whole week, last year it was in the Universal Studios Hollywood theme park, Jeff. 
and uh, usually it's like a hundred dollars in and it was all you can eat all you can drink it was a lovely evening obviously you had the uh, the theme park rides as well William and um, it, it was a great it was a great night and I, I really enjoyed it and I can only hope tonight because it's on a farm the farm at South Mountain that we're all here tomorrow for another gridiron show and I, I very much look forward <laughs> to seeing that <laughs> we will be we will be don't you worry about us but what are we doing on the show today Mike I've right. just turned up and just here we go right so, so I, I thought to myself we're going to talk Eagles Chiefs uh, the next two days and then we'll get is like it, our is final that, is that the game that's, that's the game <laughs> That's the game. Uh, and then we're going to get our final predictions at the end of the week. But I thought we'd get Jeff on, because I was chatting to you last week about this, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Let's get Jeff on. Let's get Will on. And let's get our bowl predictions. Let's, you know, like, we all see on a Sunday when it's like NFL Network or game day or whatever, they always do these silly bowl predictions for Sunday. Well, let's let's start off. I'll start oh, off. No, no. Can I bring it in? Go for a minute. Can for I bring it. it in? Go for it. Are you sure? Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> home of Super Bowl 57. 57. <laughs> I gotta read my I gotta read the Roman numerals. Where Patrick Mahomes will square off against the Philadelphia Eagles led by No. Who? Jalen Hurts. Is he gonna play? I hope so. Do you know that? Well, he has to get a shoulder shot, doesn't he, apparently, on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to tell me something No, no I'm just... I'm are, are, are you trying to I'm say that the Mississippi Mudflap's going to play I, in the Super Bowl? I, I, I'm just throwing it out there saying, hey, is it possible we could have a Minshew moment? Your bold prediction is we're going to see Minshew... <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to be here. I, I want to say I am here for it if that happens. As much as the, the offense... It ran fine with Minshew in there for, like, the two, three games that he played. And between, between the 20s, right... They were great. They still ran the ball great. I, I, I still, I, Minshew sees the field reasonably well. He feels pressure reasonably well. Like for a guy who was drafted so late in in the in the uh, in the draft, he absolutely could be a starter somewhere if he finds the right situation. I believe that. But when they get in the red zone, that yeah. difference of threat that you get from Jalen Hurts, mm. that RPO stuff, the just the way he can freeze one side of a defense by just purely stopping. And them all having to wait and see if he's going to run or if he's going to throw it or if he runs across the formation. They all go with him and he throws back across himself. It, it just it changes what they do down there. And there's the difference between touchdowns and field goals. So I can't I can't wish for that. But I'd love to see him take a few snaps. I would, too. You know, and, and it's interesting um, how much importance the backup quarterback has, not only in this game, but certainly now in the National Football League, because as these mobile quarterbacks come into the game with mobility come more hits mm. and the kind of hits that are really hard to take which are hits out of the pocket so you know i think it would ha- i would hate to see the game like the san francisco game last week come yeah. down to it that way but you know certainly if both these teams have chad henney and and garner Minshew, they have guys who can go in and play and win games for him but th- that's not my bold prediction well I was I was just just while we we're on that I was talking to Gardner Minshew last night uh, at the opening night uh, for a good two or three minutes I I love Minshew I was delighted to chat to him and I asked him if he could play any other sport what would it be do you, do you want to guess what he said hurling GAA. hurling <laughs> 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 oh no um pickleball Really? He strikes me like a pickleball player. He's a real kind of surfer dude. Like, he'd fit in in, he really in Hawaii about with the answer. Jeff. Like, like, he strikes me as that kind of guy. Like, I had a lovely, I had a lovely chat to Minshew, actually. And he, 
when he was up on the stage, uh, like, you know, when the teams first come out at opening night, they all go up onto a stage and they're welcome, there's music and there's everything else. There was a kid in the front row wearing a Jags Minshew jersey and his dad was wearing a Washington State Minshew jersey. Wow. And Gardner Minshew spotted them and they had like a moment. And when he came out onto the floor, he went and saw them. And so I asked him about that and he was just like, look, I'm in the Super Bowl. Like being here <laughs> is unbelievable. And it's moments like that when you realize how much it means to yeah. other people that you're there as well, not just to you. And I think he's a, I think he's a great dude. And so if he can get involved, fantastic. My only worry is him getting involved means it's probably, it's either an injury or it's an Eagles blowout. It's yeah. one or the other that makes that happen. And I don't want either of those and things. And one of those things could happen. Please God it doesn't, you know, for obviously the neutral, but it's, it's possible. You know, we're going into a game, and Jeff, you were at the Chiefs practice today. Mm-hmm. We do not know. I mean, they can they can bluff it all week, but we do not know how fit these guys truly are. No, and they're not going to ever let, let you see that. I mean, you, the media is only allowed in practice just for basically stretching That's and a little bit of walkthrough. So you never see them actually push off. Like in Patrick's case, you got to, you know, can he push off that foot? Because the back foot, his right foot, as a right-handed thrower, is the one you have to stick in the ground and, and you know, push from. And the same thing is true, you know, in Jalen Hurts' case because he's got a shoulder that has, you know, that's probably going to require some work after the season. And, you know, he gets exposed in that offense. And, you know, Red, you're exactly right. They are so dynamic in the red zone. And the reason that they're so good in the red zone is you can't just run out of numbers defensively. (laughs) You can't defend every threat that they have on the field. You know, because they live in 11 personnel. You're seeing Goddard and one running back and three wide receivers. So what does that do to you on defense? And I was talking to Spags about this last night. They force you into nickel, and then they play you with a really a power running game. And they're only able to do that because you have to defend the quarterback position in the run game. And you're always, a, you know, you're always – somebody's got to have two gaps and, and you're, or you're always one shy. So it's a, it's a handful. I am. Um, I really flipped on a possible bold prediction, right? Because I think th- this is this is why this feels bold. I think the the, the Chiefs O line I think is massively underrated in this yeah. game. I, I love the interior. I think Creed Humphrey's probably. The, I, I think he's arguably the best centre in the NFL. I know everyone loves Jason Kelsey, and he is brilliant. But he got my All Pro vote when we did the NFL UK All Pro thing. They've got great right tackle, I th- I, I, a great left tackle. Sorry, I think they're a really good offensive line. They got Joe Tooney at left guard. Yeah. And nobody even yeah. like Joe Tooney is one of the best guards in, <laughs> excuse me, in football, and and nobody talks about him. You know, you are exactly correct. The team in the National Football League that has given up the fewest sacks. Is the Kansas City Chiefs. So this this is what I couldn't figure out was bold. What have the 75 Steelers, the 85 Bears, the 2015 Broncos, and the 2021 Rams got in common? Their defenses were unbelievable. Seven sacks in a Super Bowl. That, he went to the next level with that one. That, is, that is the record, right? You reckon it's going to be it? Wow. Like, if I want to go Super Bold, is Super Bold... Super Bold. The Eagles have the most sacks in a Super Bowl ever. Or is Super Bold, the Eagles have no sacks. Because that defensive line is so good. I can't work out which is the more bold prediction. I I think, to be honest with you, I think saying that they're going to have eight or more. Because it would have to be eight or more to break the record. Yeah, Yeah. And, you know, when you think about it, in a game, even if they're behind, Kansas City will throw it probably max 45 times. Mm. And if they can sack him eight times in 45, 
then, <laughs> you know, Orlando Brown's hurt or something's going on. Because the guy that I want to see, and this is, you know, this game is so about matchups. How are they going to protect Andrew Wiley at right tackle, right? Mm. Because we saw last week that Philadelphia flipped Hassan Reddick mm-hmm. to get to a better matchup. And, you know, and then Kyle Shanahan did him a favor by making the tight end try and block him, which was, I mean, that was, I don't know about that one. That looked good on the when you drew it up in the in the classroom but when, when I, it, it, that is yeah you're absolutely it did look good when you were in the classroom and it was a busted play rather it was a busted play rather than a i I'd like i think when people are like how can you line up a tight end against the sam reddick it's like well actually the play design there is you're meant to leave that guy unblocked and purdy actually didn't make a good read and then it's all yeah there we go 19 minutes finally have a brock purdy fan. 19 minutes of show three of the week let's be clear big, big niners man. uh the i like look I, I i do think it's bolder to say they have eight or more sacks but my what my bold prediction was going to be is that they have zero sacks in this game because Mahomes is so movable and the Chiefs line is so good. And as much as I love their rotation, I love their depth, I love the players who are there. They're four guys with 10 plus sacks in the regular season. That's insanity. You, you know, talking to Brown yesterday, and, and one of the things that, you know, I, you got to kind of know how to ask them questions where yeah. they might give you a little bit of nothing, mm-hmm. you know, because they're so, these guys are so savvy about, you know, not giving away, you know, company secrets. But, I asked him, I said, you know, when you got when you face great rushers, you know, do you use, you know, change-ups in your cadence? Do you use, you know, first sound? Do you, you know, do you use any of those kind of things to try and, you know, so they can't jump the jump the snap on you? And he said, yeah, we've been practicing all those things this week. So it'll be <laughs> interesting to see how that how it how it turns out. I'm so, going to so, jump in. So I'm just going to say, so this is why that my bubble prediction is zero sacks, and the reason is that line. Patrick Mahomes' capability and Andy Reid being given two weeks to prep. Yeah. Andy Reid having two weeks to scheme, I think they're going to throw some stuff out there that we haven't seen, and it's going to be fun. And I think they're going to move the launch point, all the stuff that you just mm-hmm. talked about. Nick Bolton told me last night if um, if the Chiefs win, they're going to get not, not just get Andy Reid a cheeseburger, a double Decker burger. Ooh. There you go. There you go. Um, a double Decker burger involved. Why I, I, I eating one I right probably should have, I probably should have asked them at the time. Um, right. The most rushing yards for a quarterback is 64 and Steve McNair. Is that really the all-time in a all Super time Bowl? All-time in a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts is going to break that record on Sunday. He's going to rush for 70 yards. What's his, now, what wait a second. His season average was high. His season average was like 50-something. It was around that. I think about it was, 50 yards yeah. per game, in and around 50 yards per game, right? It isn't the name of the show Bold Predictions? Uh, <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, come come on. Tell you what. But, but to be fair. 90 yards. To be fair. Oh, okay. Now we're talking we about Bold Predictions. So to be fair, though, we had... Cam Newton in a Super Bowl, and people expected it to be broken then. And it, you know, game flow did not work in their direction thanks to that Broncos defense. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick in a Super Bowl. Everyone talks about He'd rushed for, what, 180 yards against the Packers in that postseason? Everyone's like, they're going to run the ball, they're going to run the ball. And they never did. So it's not bold. I don't think it's bold enough, but I, I, I see the value in it. Do you want something more bold? Yeah, go on. Okay, go on then. Tom Brady has the most passing yards in the game. In the Super Bowl, 505 yards. You against see it against the Eagles, Minneapolis, five years Are ago. Are you and saying that Patrick Mahomes plays the game of his life on Sunday? I have the, Jeff, I have the Red. Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Red. 
check out what he's got in that. Is that really Pepsi? It's, or is that uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's full of sugar for people listening abroad. Uh, why not? Why not? We why not 505 yards? Not? The game goes to overtime. Do you realize it would have to? We'd have to play until Valentine's Day for him to throw for. <laughs> it's only two more days anyway. Yeah, 505 <laughs> yards, right? That was in a 41-33 game, a losing effort where there was only one turnover in the whole game, which was that strip sack, where like. I just the, the for that situation for uh, to have got to where Brady got 500 yards in a losing effort took a lot. Like it took a, it took a long touchdown, which I don't think we're necessarily going to get in this game unless it's some yard after the catch nonsense. Yeah. Like ah, I don't see it. I don't see Let's it. Let's see, it. Let's see. I, I reckon. Have they been running the ball so much more this year, the Chiefs? You said about Isaiah Pacheco when we were talking That's the perfect Andy Reid game plan. And. They have, over the last two years, this Chiefs team, I think when they accepted they were potentially losing Tyreek Hill and then did lose him, they had to learn to adapt, right? They had to say, we don't have those big explosive plays anymore. So what we're going to do is we're going to remold Patrick Mahomes into being a guy that can take you down the field in so many different ways. And I think they're scarier now because of it. I actually think, like... They're not going to have to rely on Patrick Mahomes having a 15-step drop on third and long where the pass rusher nearly gets to him, but he manages to somehow find Tyreek Hill downfield because they'll never be in that situation. They'll pick you apart. It's going to be death by a thousand cuts if they win. And that's just going to take more running, I think. Mm. I, I agree with you. I think they'll come out and run the ball. If it, You know how you script your first 15? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with this. This will be my bold prediction. In Andy's first 15, which are all scripted plays, that he'll have eight runs in the first 15, that they'll be over 50-50 in the first Oof. 15. I can see it. I can see it. it I'd love, I would love to know how, go over 10. how fully go really fit goal. Patrick is. <laughs> I really, really would. I'd love to know exactly what's going on there. They're, they're never going to say it for obvious reasons, but you, just got this, you have the sense here that we're, you know, something's going on. Whatever it is, but as, as we say with Jalen Hurts, is he, you know, is he ready to go? Will he be ready to go if he gets a shot on Saturday? That's the question. I mean, there's a few interesting ones. The most receiving yards in the game in a Super Bowl for a tight end is 116 with Gronk, who was completely serenaded in the Fox media. It's like from here to the back of the wall there, Jeff. Um, could we see Kelsey or Goddard going for 150? <laughs> well, you know, I could see Kelsey doing it because I don't know who they're going to match up with him. Well, who the Eagles are going to put on him. You know, mm. uh, he's such a tough matchup because he's so big and he runs so well. You can't put a little DB on him. He just bodies him up. Yeah. And, you, and you, you know, who does Kansas City have? I mean, excuse me, who does uh, Philadelphia have at linebacker, you know, that would be a matchup guy for him? So yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to see that, how that, you know, sorts itself out during the course of the game and how they're going to try and nullify I mean, him. Do you have to almost accept that you have to double him every play and just let the other guys go single on? And I think, I think you know, one of the things that people will try and do is beat him up and not let him get up the field because you got to, you know, but Andy's too smart for all that. You know, he can, he, they've got so much multiplicity in that offense, they can put him anywhere. And, you know, he has such great feel for leverages and open spa- spaces in zone and all that kind of stuff. So, 
I, for me, there's always the theory that like you, you almost don't put your best guy on their best guy, but you put your second and third best guy on. That's them. Bill Belichick's for. Yeah, very Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. He would go like, right, yeah, we're going to put our best corner on whoever your second receiver is, because I'm putting two and three on your number one. In this offense, uh, like in this defense. I could genuinely see them going with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, like CJ, and just have him track him for the whole game with help. Like, genuinely think that they're going to have to take him that seriously. But they've got guys. I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scoutling. Sky Moore. Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore. They've all had up and down years. They've all had big moments. They've all had drives where they've come alive, and Patrick Mahomes has given them a drive. I think they're all going to have opportunities in this game where they're going to be one-on-one with a guy and they're going to have a chance to make a play. Well, let's let's stay with your Belichickian thought. Right? Belichickian. So, <laughs> I like it. One of the things he talks about all the time is you never want the, your opponent's best player to beat you. Or whatever he do, whatever they do, make them do something else to beat you. Yeah. So if you go with that, school of thought you know i can see i can see exactly that coming and make valdez scanling who still sometimes isn't you know a uh, inconsistent catcher of the football make those guys make the plays not travis kelsey jeff i i don't want to jump in too much here but i'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts because we have you here might not chat to you in the gridiron show this week at least special teams who's better interesting talking to dave tobe last night and you know, this was the, when I heard this stat, I was like, what? Kansas City Chiefs were 32nd out of 32 teams in special team efficiency this year. I mean, that's unbelievable. And Dave Tobe is one of the best special teams coaches in the National Football League. And when I talked to him last night, he said at one point in the season, he had six of 11 guys on his kickoff team were rookies. You know, in, and they they dress five rookies in the secondary. Five of the eight DBs are, are rookies. Well, those guys that aren't starting, those are your core special teams guys. So it's taken Kansas City longer to kind of gel on special teams. Yeah. But I still think Kansas City has the edge. It's going to be very close. I don't know, you know, he told me last night Sky Moore had, they tried to, put him back there as a punt returner early in the year and he muffed three of them yeah so they just you know took him off of it and you know during the game he was all they had on that you know in the second half and so they had to stick him out there and he said when the ball got hit in the air he said number one i was just hoping he'd catch it much less return it but i do think kansas city will, will rise to the occasion can we just on that and because we haven't had this conversation on the gridiron show but Punt it out of bounds. What are you doing? You know, Why are you allowing that to be returnable? There was, it's, it, it's so good. It doesn't matter if it's, it's so good do, to be on the show. It doesn't show matter if it's you. like <laughs> seven or eight yards shorter than the kick would have been if you pinned it down. That's the only way center. you can lose the game. Just put it out of bounds. It's the only way you can lose the game at that point, right? I mean, you might go to overtime, but you think about it. It was interesting. The punter, when you watch his mechanics, thought they were coming with the rush, and he just kind of flicked at it to get it out of there and he hit a low flat ball right down the middle of the field the hardest one of any ball to cover like you say if you punt it out of bounds you're going to get it at where the ball was when they punted you're probably going to get the out of bounds at the 35 
So now Kansas City, in what, 28 seconds left to go on the clock, I think it was? Mm -hmm. yeah. Kansas City would have had to get four first downs in 28 seconds and then have to rush the field goal team on the field. So if you're playing odds like most, like most coaches do, and especially most coaches that are successful do, you, that's the way you do it. You pin it, you pin them in the corner, you punt it out of bounds, you don't give them a play on special teams. Just I, too much stuff can happen in the kicking game. So it's all that field and all that space you got to cover, and it doesn't even have to be a great returner, but one guy slips and, you know, a guy's out of there. I just, uh, while, just very quickly, before we get Jeff's pick for the game and, and wrap this show up, I just want to talk very quickly about Super Bowl 49 because that Belichickian thing, and this is, like, genuinely the Eagles' defense would do well to go back and watch this game because... This is a game, it's a game where Shane Vereen, who's doing our co-coms this weekend, had 11 catches. Like, he was huge in that game, right? Julian Edelman had a big game. That wasn't, no, Julian Edelman was the MVP of 52. Yeah. 49 MVP. Was it Brady? I can't remember. I think anyway. it was. It was brilliant. Um, but, like, Edelman had a big game, nine catches. But Gronkowski was the guy coming into that game. It was his first Super Bowl. He was the guy you had to stop. And they did a decent job of covering him for 90% of the game. Other than his touchdown catch, which is what I'm going to get to, he had five catches for about 40-odd yards. Didn't have a huge game at all. They did a really good job. But on one play, Belichick motioned him out to the right. They were playing man. KJ Wright went with him. And we were sat in the stands above it. And I'm telling you, every media member around us is going, Rob Gronkowski touchdown. Because you just saw a linebacker go with him. You saw the mismatch. And you know that Brady knew. You know that he saw that and went, yep, there's only one place. I'm not working through my reads. I don't care who's in blocking. This is going to one place. And that's Gronkowski in the end zone. And you cannot take a playoff against Travis Kelsey this weekend. Because you could restrict him to five catches for, for, for 30, 40 yards. And yet he has that one moment, and it kills you, and you lose the Super Bowl. That's what great players have the capability of doing. You can play well against them for th three quarters, but you know they're like a cockroach. You can't kill them. They just keep coming back, and you know all it takes is one play. You know, and coaches say this all the time, and I've heard it since I played that you know there's five or six plays in every game that are going to define the game, that are going to make the game. And last week. You, you can put O-size penalty in that category. You can put that punt in that category. So when is that? When are those four or five plays going to happen, five or six plays going to happen? Could be in the first quarter. Could be in the last quarter. But you know that they're looming out there every game. Uh, just before we get Jeff's pick, a couple of things to put in. Mm. Uh, we asked everybody for their oh, of course we picks. Did, yeah. And we, we put this great photo up uh, of me and Will from yesterday. And si <laughs> I have to give Simon Clancy uh, just a shout out here. He says that Will Gavin looks like he's wearing some sort of night vision headset. Yeah, the, the camera is really not doing me any favours. It's a great photo choice from you, mate. Um, fa thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Uh, Duncan Smart. Hertz is going to throw more interceptions and touchdowns. Ooh, Interesting. That's a tip. Big shout out to our heads abroad. They've been they've been great this week. Re really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Andy Reid trick play on our first red red zone visit. Um, Martin or Marcin, uh Chiefs win it in the last few seconds, running the Philly special. Oh, Kelsey passes to Mahomes. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, yeah, but it wouldn't be Kelsey. It has to be like the third string tight end, and that's a rookie whose name is. Oh, oh come on. Nope, I've lost it. Tomorrow, Sorry. tomorrow. Uh, I've got two or three more here. Johnny Kenneth Gainwell is a game's leading rusher and. That's uh, not far. That's not a. To me, that's not a bold one. That kid's really, really good. Oh, sorry. It's the Eagles' third string uh, tight end who's a, a rookie. It's no. Lost it's Blake Bell on the. 
Neil Blair, our, our, our no, Chiefs friend from Dublin. Hi, Neil. Chris Jones, three sacks and MVP. Uh, and Andrew D saying Eagles 24, Chiefs 17. Jeff, it's time. Who do I think is going to win Who's going to win game? it? Wow. I'm, uh, you know, the Eagles should win the game right mm -hmm. now. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Those those three cats leave town every once in a while, right? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> but what's with the cat talk? <laughs> he's, he's, wearing, he's wearing this he's wearing this black long sleeve yeah. number. He thinks he's a jazz singer or something. Uh, but you know, I, I just when you have a transcendent player like Mahomes, mm -hmm. I just think that they can you know they can put their team on their back and will almost will them mm. to wins. And when you look at the history of the Super Bowl, teams that are there for the first time, it's really difficult on them. Now, I'm not saying that the Eagles are there for the first time, but the guy who has to make yeah. plays for them is there for the first time. Six players. Yeah. Six players in five years are left from that roster. Yeah. Like, that's nothing. So One of them's the kicker. No offense to Jake Elliott. But so when you look at that, you say, I'm going to go with, in in big games with the best player at the most crucial situation in the game and that's quarterback in the national football league and so i'm going to go with pat mahomes you've changed your pick in a week already i, I, you know, I it depends i'm going to go see, see if, another, so i'm going to go over, if over, flops. over i'm going over to table 25 after this and i'll be, <laughs> I'll be back fly eagles fly again <laughs> <laughs> love it, Jeff. Love it, Mitt. Uh, Jeff, do love it. Thank you so much for coming on with you us. You guys are really the best. Thank you it. so much. No, you're the best. You're the best. Uh, loads of great stuff coming up on Gridiron. Keep on the socials. The fine work that the man Mike McQuaid has been doing uh, at Gridiron, at UK Gridiron on Instagram, all those good places. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Jeff's headset's off. He's gone. He's out of here. <laughs> this has been the Gridiron Show. <laughs> See you tomorrow, folks. <laughs>